Oh my god, we're actually recording this in person. We're recording this in person. And the weird thing is that I guess you guys listening don't understand how complicated this is ordinarily, but we began this idea, this podcast in lockdown. Uh, we'd both be at our respective homes independently recording, and then we'd have to find a way to combine that to make the magic yeah. that we deliver. So we're not actually in the room together when we, when we, every episode we yeah. record today, this is a monumental yep. milestone in yep. the history of Divas with Day Jobs. Yes. We are finally in the same room, Joseph yes. and I recording this podcast and yes. not just that, it's a very special day. It is. It is. Uh, so dear audience, today's my birthday. Woo-hoo! Today's my birthday. So Sinead and I celebrate our birthdays really close to one another, mm. something that we bonded over yeah. initially. Six days apart. Exactly that. And, you know, as passionate Leos, the two of us have come together. Um, we're in the same room today, like tonight, as it were, my, mm-hmm. my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at this hotel location in, mm-hmm. in London. Uh, and um, yeah, the, the two of us are gonna come together and speak about a fellow. Leo artist. Leo artist. I want to just quickly say, yes. I don't know, like, so I'm a super astrology nerd. Don't know if anyone knows. If you follow me on Instagram, you will know. Or if you've spoken to me for all of two seconds, you will know. I love astrology. find it so interesting. And Leos by nature. So Joseph and I are Leos. And Leos are known for their uh, theatrical nature. They're known, they're ruled by the sun. So they love the spotlight. And a true testament to that is just how many famous people are Leo. So mm. to roll call a few, Madonna's a Leo, mm-hmm. Dua Lipa, mm-hmm. um, Charlie XCX, mm-hmm. Casey Musgraves, more US presidents have been Leos than any other star sign. Mm-hmm. And of course, a certain Miss Whitney Houston was yep. also a Leo, the late great. And yeah. it was would have been her birthday, I believe, on Sunday. Yes, exactly. Just gone. Exactly. We've all been thinking about Whitney Houston. We've all been thinking about it because of the birthday, because of the music. Also because we here in the UK have been sweating profusely for the past week, just as Whitney Houston would. Um, Not shade, just an observation. Whitney Houston would sweat a lot. And that was one of the endearing things about watching her live in performance all throughout her career is that she was a woman that would sweat. And sweat is an endearing thing because I think it shows that there's an exertion of something real. it's a really genuine human trait that I find, I find attractive, in yeah. all honesty. You know, it's... You know, I've just thought it's it's, a, it's almost a vulnerable human expression, one which you can't control with makeup or um, some kind of plastic surgery, mm. unless you did something to your glands. Well, Botox will do something about it. I'm sure Botox does something, but yeah, you're right. It's a very human thing, and mm. it's a very... To, especially to see a woman sweat, I think, is a very... Um, primal thing and yeah. it's a it's a beautiful thing especially in the performance yes. in the space of a performance it's yeah. a wonderful thing you know the vulnerability topic is something that i really find draws me to the artists that i love i, I love to see someone who has raw talent but also a kind of unique vulnerability which is something that i think really contributed to whitney houston's stardom it wasn't just this phenomenal talent and this once in a generation once in a lifetime voice that she carried um and the musicality uh and the beauty and the charisma but it was that you saw her humanity and you saw it when things were more polished and less polished in her in her life and in her career but that is really what captivated people i think and that is always what something that just, just that draws me to an artist always and and her music 
I, I'm sure it's the same for you, Sinead, but mm-hmm. it has provided a, a soundtrack to different parts of of life, even though a lot, most of her catalogue predates us. That's yeah, true. like with Cher, this is another artist that yeah. really most of her back catalogue predates yeah. when we've been growing up and things. And yeah. um, what's your earliest re- uh, memory of Miss Whitney Houston? Whitney Houston. Oh, my gosh. So the Bodyguard soundtrack, of course, being the soundtrack that accompanied this blockbuster film from the year 1992, uh, it features... Obviously, the best-known Whitney Houston song, I Will Always Love You, which was, of course, the cover of the Dolly Parton original. Which I mentioned as a unlikely heartbreak song at the beginning of the last Ariana Grande episode. You know, it's, it's, in, its in its original form, that Dolly Parton version, you really get a sense of heartbreak. Yeah. Because Dolly Parton wrote it, and Dolly Parton's um, rendition of it is this classic ca- uh, country... Um, heartbreak anthem and it's beautiful it's shattering i'm gonna say that i prefer the dolly parton version to the whitney wow. houston version Controver- you, you, I, when i watched the dolly parton yeah. documentary i was really really um uh, impressed with how she said she talks about it because people say whitney took your song and she said no it was never my song it was her song and mm. you know giving her giving that song to another female artist to a female artist of color mm. like and just saying you know yeah she can take it and make it her own mm. beautiful we love women supporting women absolutely and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna also suggest that dolly parton made a little bit of money um on oh, the royalties yeah. Oh, uh yeah maybe maybe a, a few houses a few a few <laughs> breast augmentations Hollywood. whatever but yeah listen this is obviously a, a massive song that came from that soundtrack but when i think about it uh i have nothing is so vocally impressive to me that's one of the hallmarks of her ability as a singer they're so wrapped in emotion and the way that it builds, it's it's quite unique, but it is again also very atypical of that '90s power ballad. So, um, yeah, it's got to be the Bodyguard soundtrack. But uh, otherwise, in her even earlier work, my mother's always been a really big fan of the song "The Greatest Love of All," which is on the uh, the debut album, um, Whitney Houston, I believe it's called. And that's actually a cover of a George Benson classic, which I love as well. But the Whitney Houston version, I think, simply because of her voice. There's just something so uplifting about it, and I, um, I, I guess it's that. How about you? Yeah, I, uh, for me, it was um, the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. Wow. When she, uh, she memorably performed yeah. uh, "When You Believe" yes. uh, with Mariah Carey, yes. little known artist. Yes. Um, I remember watching that on top of the pops, and then subsequently remember watching. Um, it's not right, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. The whole bob haircut, the leather. Mm. Top of the Pops was such an institution for me. I actually used to dress up when I watched it on a Friday night when it was aired on TV at mm. home. Um, but yeah, I really remember Whitney Houston. I remember that song. I remember, also remember Your Love Is My Love. I was very fascinated with the fact that it had her daughter singing on it, like her daughter's voice. I thought it was yeah. really sweet. Um, and then sort of more recently, I, I remember watching her on... X on British X Factor perform Million Dollar Bill more recently, which Mm. was quite a pivotal moment. But Mm. I know my mum too was a big fan of Whitney, and she's often spoken about how 
Whitney Houston was the first artist she saw that was like skinny and dark skinned. Like in India, being light skinned was praised and being like curvaceous was considered more beautiful. And Whitney was this kind of, you know, skinny, mm -hmm. skinny binny kind of girl in these, in, you know, I want to dance with somebody in these tiny short dresses. And she wasn't light skinned. And my mum was really, I know she's spoken so highly of how that resonated with her. Mm. So I, Whitney, yeah, Whitney was big growing up in my household Absolutely. too. Um, and for good reason, I think. And I think it's really interesting that we've already mentioned two examples of songs that um, Whitney wasn't, even though she's a great songstress, wasn't known for her songwriting abilities, mm. but there's two songs that she's covered. What do you think it is that made her versions of the songs so prominent that people don't know that they're covers? That's something, isn't it? I mean, mm. there are there are other singers who have done that, whereby they cover a song and, and uh, after that, the song basically becomes mm. theirs. Valerie you know? by Amy Winehouse, originally by the Zootons. Without You, uh, Mariah Carey, originally by Harry Shapin. Um, yeah, I mean, Celine Dion, uh, uh, All By Myself, mm. not an original by Celine Dion. You know, those songs, I think it's all about how they are conveyed by a power vocalist, and that's what Whitney Houston was. There, there will never be another Whitney Houston for the fact okay. that that voice had such a unique power and so much range. And when she performed, there was such an endurance that you just... It, it, she's quite incomparable um, in that yeah. sense, and she's definitely uh, served as an inspiration for so many artists that came after her that we love so much. But I think it's just about that ability to to, to wrap uh, lyrics in a certain emotion. That's yes. that's what I hear. That's definitely what yeah, I hear. Yeah, that comes back to that vulnerability. I think all mm. her songs are very steeped in yeah. deep emotion and... Yes, you know, there, there are some more upbeat tracks like... So Emotional. So Emotional, Rose Petals. <laughs> um, so Emotional, I Want to Dance with Somebody. But it's those real, for me anyway, yeah. it's those real, those ballads. You can just feel her pain, like yep. um, Saving All My Love For You, yeah. Didn't We Almost Have It All. Yes. She, You get the feeling she was never the woman, or in, the, in these songs she's yeah. taking on the persona of a mm. woman who was never chosen. She was mm. never like the starring role in her lover's life. But, mm. you know, like I Will Always Love You is this heart-wrenching tale of having mm. to walk away from a great love. And mm -hmm. saving all my love for you is she speaks about you've got your family. It's like she's yep. the other woman. She is the other woman. Yeah. It is the other woman anthem, isn't mm. it? I love saving all my love for you by the way i love it i think it is such a beautiful song it's one of my favorites for sure yeah. and i think you know in addition to heartbreak one of the things that is so well delivered in her songs is it's just the, it's just conviction because even when she's singing in, in a ballad that's not necessarily um uh, a heartbreak ballad such as all the man that i need um you know uh the greatest love of all these are songs about conviction um and not necessarily, they're not necessarily sad, but they are slow. And that's that's what I hear come through. And and with those more upbeat tracks, and we love so many of them, um, I, some of them resonate with me rather a lot. And some of them, I have to say, controversial opinion, I can, I can take or leave. Okay, like? Well, this is the one that's going to shatter the, shatter the atmosphere because... I have to declare that I think that I want to dance with somebody is overrated. 
Yeah, and I can agree with that. Like, I don't think it's her best work. It goes off and it comes on at wedding disco and everyone loves it. And that's exactly why. It's so overplayed. It's super mm. cliche. It's, the thing about that, and when you watch some of her documentaries or the ones that are made about her, I Want to Dance with Somebody was given as the typical example of Whitney Houston's music being too white. Or rather, okay. catering really strongly to that synth pop uh, um movement in the 80s it wasn't r&b but it wasn't pop it was it was something there was something ingenuine about it nevertheless i want to dance with somebody it's great it's fun you know it's not not like i haven't had fun to it but the crown jewel on that album entitled whitney is not that song it's love will save the day okay how you feel about that Okay, I, I like Love Will Save the Day right. because it reminds me of you. Because <laughs> oh, I have a very so distinct memory, and we're going to go once again to yeah. the Royal Vauxhall Tavern, yes. which um, we're mentioning now. I Got mentioned about £10 the pounds sh- for the yeah. entry. The share episode. Um, <laughs> we I, I've been to a share night, and Joseph and I, uh, the first time we went to the Royal Vauxhall Tavern mm-hmm. together, actually, was uh, for Whitney Houston mm-hmm. Push the Button Night. And I distinctly remember, mm-hmm. number one, you're the first person I've been on a night out with who got on the stage faster than I did. Yeah, yeah. And number two, you were sat on the speaker, legs dangling, yeah. lip syncing every word to mm-hmm. love will save the day. Oh, yeah. um, and I was so impressed. And it's just such a joyful image I have in my head of you to that song. But I, I do like the song. I it worship at the temple of good. love will save the day. I think it's a much mm-hmm. better pride anthem than yeah. any okay, other Whitney yeah. Houston song, period. Point blank, period. Okay. Love will save the day is majestic. Mm-hmm. Another Whitney Houston song I think is dreadfully underrated is My Name Is Not Susan. Okay, is, is that what a uh, salt and pepper reference in What a Man? Yes, go, ma'am. With him never losing and, and they know that my, my name, name is, is not Susan. Susan. And I don't think people know about, like what you know about My Name Is Not Susan? Let me tell you something. My Name Is Not Susan is, sorry, is, I just knocked the microphone with my knee. Isn't that, isn't that intimate? Because we, we never had that kind of rapport before. I'm like, oh. Even I was just having that lyrical It's moment. amazing. It's so good. Oh, okay. anyway. So My Name Is Not Susan is like a woman finds out the man is cheating type of he calling out the wrong name during kind of Ooh. anthem. And I like from that album as well, Who Do You Love? And I like... Um, is How Will I Know on that too? How Will I Know is on, on uh, the debut. Oh. Which is a fabulous song as well. Mm. No doubt. Um, it's on the debut. But um, Who Do You Love, All The Man That I Need is on that album. Uh, My Name Is Not Susan is on that album. Um, I'm Your Baby Tonight. Oh, that's an incredible song. It's an amazing song. I love I'm Your Baby Tonight, actually. Actually, I think I love that more than That's My Beats, I Want to Dance With Somebody. Boom, there you go. I love I'm Your Baby Tonight. I Want to Dance With Somebody Found Rotting. Also Queen of the Night. Queen of the Night. Oh, and another. I've been called okay. that before. Okay. <laughs> haven't, we all, haven't we all? Well, tonight is your birthday. Exactly. So you are the queen of the night. Um, I also adore. Um, oh my gosh, okay. The cover of "I'm Every Woman." Can we get into that? Can we? Obviously, originally done by Miss Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan Not Shaka related Khan. to me, but probably could be related to me. <laughs> uh, Shaka Khan, Sinead Khan. It has, you know, yeah. you can replace it. Of course, Auntie Shaka. Auntie Shaka, as I call her. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Every Woman, just what an empowering song. Yeah. I think that's quite a pride anthem, actually. Although, yeah, yes. you know, at the beginning, it has that whole, she's doing that whole, she's taking it slow, yes. and she's giving it to us, and then the gospel at the end, mm-hmm. like, gospel singers. Yep. 
it's just an incredible piece of work. It like, sure is. Do you prefer the Shaka version or the Whitney version, or do you see them as equals? I see them as different pieces of work entirely. Yep. Um, I think Shaka's is a bit more soulful, and mm -hmm. Whitney's is a bit bit more pop. It has soul to it. Like, mm, who, oh, who's it to say it doesn't yeah. have soul? But Shaka's is a bit more of that, uh, I want to say funk. Element. Certainly disco, because soulful, you've got that, you've yeah. got the strings. <laughs> it's so amplified. Mm. I am a touch more team shaka on this one okay. a touch not that i don't i mean i i like the win user version especially because it starts slow yeah and that that was her forte i mean that's what mm. she did with i will always love you as well she started slow and she started soft and you could hear the sweetness in that voice because of it um yeah on that front i love it mm. but i'm gonna give it to shaka but you know you go um i mean beyond the discography you mentioned the my love is your love Album, oh yes, which I love. Beautiful album, and I also love when you believe as well. I'm, I'm, it's no, no secret here. I'm a huge uh, Mariah Carey <laughs> fanatic, <laughs> and putting those two together was quite a spectacular moment. Vocally. It really was. I'm so yeah. glad we got to witness that in our lifetime. Certainly, we're blessed. We blessed. truly are. Um, I wanted to mention. Go back to I'm Every Woman. Mm. That was on the Bodyguard soundtrack, right? I wonder what mm. led them to cover that song specifically. Mm. I don't know. It has an empowering message. But maybe mm. that's the thing you can look up at home, readers. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners. I love the film as well. Don't get me wrong. Oh, the film's great. I found it captivating. Um, but I love the film. And I could, I could watch it, like, again and again. It's one of my favourites. Um, you know, that transition for Whitney, going from those early years when... She was trying to really break into the US, I guess at those times, radio market by making music that was pop and making music that was even criticized for being too white and not R&B enough. And then there was that serious point of transition with My Love Is Your Love into something that was so strictly R&B. That album is, to the core, an R&B album. Yeah. And we're in a heartbreak hotel so <laughs> which is a great uh trio how many how many great trio songs are out there you've got kelly price faith evans and whitney houston what a trio what yeah are coming together that's a really good point actually yeah. submissions for your favorite trio songs in our instagram dms please bang bang is disqualified <laughs> that's the only one i don't want to hear no of. bang bang i don't want to see no bang um bang. yeah trios Destiny's really? Child also doesn't oh, count. No, yeah, they can't be a girl band. They have yeah. to be like three individuals. So mm. when Jesus Say Yes doesn't count just because Kelly, Michelle, and Beyonce <laughs> got back together for that one song they, <laughs> and they were as individual artists. <laughs> no, I can't think of any... Strange, huh? Trios. I suppose it's, it's difficult times. to get them all booked in one room. I'm sure there must be some Nicki thing. Nicki Minaj must have... Ah, uh, yeah. When it comes to a rap. Anyway. Anyway, we, 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 we digress. We digress. We digress. Um... Let's talk about that that album. Yes. Um, My love is your love. I yeah. actually know two people who got married, and that was their first dance. Isn't that a lovely first that dance is choice? A nice it's one. really unexpected. Like nice. I think it's a lovely. Shout out to Emily and Martin. <laughs> um, it's really cute. I really um, thought that was such an excellent choice. And there's a remix of that song that I absolutely Ooh. love by Wyclef Jean. Nice. Wyclef Jean. It takes it, it takes a bit of a reggae feel, which I love. Oh, that's um, fun. Yeah. So there's on I think that's on on that album um as with some of the other remixes and we're going to talk about remixes. We're going to talk about <laughs> I know it's coming. 
something that is so heavy in the gay club. It's the Thunderpuss remix of It's Not Right, but, but it's, it's okay. okay. The epitome of camp. I whenever oh, that yeah. the pinnacle of camp. Honestly, when Honey. that comes, like, I, it was it was a RuPaul's Drag Race finale lip sync, mm-hmm. um, which for good reason. Mm. Um, Thunderpuss remixes go off in general, oh. like. Everyone go look up Thunderpuss remixes. Like, I can recommend the Lady Marmalade. How do I explain Thunderpuss remixes to my straight friends? <laughs> the pinnacle of camp. What? Like, it's, it's not right, but it's okay. Yeah. It's a very good starting point. But the way it has this, like, 90s kind of Euro pop beat behind it. Behind the visas. Yeah. It, like, amplifies those drums. Like, behind the verses, the little beat it's got going to. And the way you can just lip sync. Like, that is one of my favorites. You know what? I'm going to go on record and say if I had to lip sync for my life to a song, that would be a top choice. Really? Because I have this whole thing. Okay, someone's going to steal this from me now. But I put receipts in my bra. And then I pull them out for I found your credit card receipts like right. you can do a whole drama thing like Absolutely. you can do why did this climb up on your caller ID mm. you can have a phone mm, like mm. there's many props you could bring into it I, I see this as a whole performance art thing in my head <laughs> I'm laughing myself right because as part of my birthday celebration um, six of y'all went out oh, yeah the four of y'all were really cheap because mm-hmm. only two of us had dinner about your credit card receipt <laughs> also tying us in with the fact that we have this eat out to help out scheme in the UK so. yeah it, she might so yeah, it, yeah, I mean, four, four of y'all were, were mm-hmm. really cheap, but that's because, you know, the government sponsored dinner. What can exactly. I say? Um, yeah, we love that. But also that song has a narrative to it, yeah. which is something that I She really is... takes you on a journey in that a song. And when journey. she's like, with every twist and turn. But again, I think that's another heartbreak song because it... Uh, those last lyrics like it's not right but it's okay I'm gonna make it anyway mm. take care take my life back take care of my babies like that's another song that hits different but you know the thing about those really prominent 90s remixes is that they were very often uh, re-recorded oh, re-recorded which means that you okay in, in today's world if you do a remix you take the recording of the original track and the DJ does what they want and they, re- mm-hmm. they, they, they remix it that way but these 90s remixes done by Thunderpuss David Morales um, Dave Day? Oh, not Dave Day, I think he came afterwards. I'm thinking okay. more like Frankie Knuckles, people like yeah. that. Uh, they did those uh, remixes of the 90s uh, divas, and the, 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 the female artists would go back into the studio and re record vocals. Those vocals on that thing, remix, they didn't wow. appear in the original version, did they? You know? No. No. So they get Whitney in twice. No, I think Take My Life Back, Take Care of My Babies is on the original one. But that's really interesting, though, that they'd get a couple in for, like, vocalist in for the second part. That part where she goes, it turns out. Oh, yeah. You were making a... Yeah. I can't go that high. But do you think... (laughs) I always thought they artificially just sustained that note. I wouldn't... They would artificially sustain the note, no doubt. But those vocals have been re-recorded. That's really cool. I guarantee this. And I know this about Mariah's music as well. Mm -hmm. Mariah in the 90s, those prominent remixes by David Morales... Again, how do I explain that to a straight person? I don't know. <laughs> but those remixes, they were re-recorded. And that's really cool. That is really cool. I that they would why. come in for a second session. Exactly. No, that's, that's... That's hella cool. That's artistry. That's really, really cool. So, you know, her her personal life is something that cannot be avoided. Because you and I, we, we know how we feel about the music. And we'll always have the music. It's, it's so important to us. But the woman that she was, it was a complex matter. She was a complex individual. She had a pretty quick skyrocket to fame. She was young. She was overexposed. 
clearly yeah. very stressed. And like had her family very close to her yeah. in the whole um, like management thing and, you know, mm. mixing family and business, mm. a, a cautionary tale. Yep. Uh, was one of many like you know Diana Ross and Barry Gordo and it's a tale that rarely ends well but wasn't her godmother Dionne Warwick yeah Dionne Warwick so um there's that Sissy Houston her mother was yes. also like a really prominent uh, gospel singer on that note there yeah. they have a cover of I know him so well from chess mm -hmm. or that might have to go on my on the playlist as my choice mm. as a musical theater nerd like them, her and her mum singing I know him so, her, so, well. Know him so well and they add yeah. so much spice to it no offence to Barbara Dickinson and Lane Page the originals but yeah. they but they still. take it there yeah but still mm. but yeah the, I watched the documentary and the name is escaping me right now the first one that was released Can I Be Me or Whitney? the first one that was released that's really bad I'm so sorry because okay but, we're, what we're referring to and the reason we know about the the tale of her personal life is because these documentaries that were put onto netflix both of them were put onto netflix or yeah. one of them can i be me is certainly on netflix and that's the one i'm more familiar with i've seen them both but they do really detail the the more intricate details as to why she had such a complex personal life why the relationships had so many public um bumps in the road i guess and then of course the substance abuse was a result of I think Whitney trying to contend with a lot of trauma that she'd faced in her life and a lot of stress that these uh, situations put her under. Um, yes, so, I mean, as part of that, her romantic links are also a really interesting um, point for analysis because Bobby Brown was the most prominent love in her mm -hmm. life. One of the documentaries details that she had what many believed to be a relationship with a woman. Mm -hmm. I was a, a security guard of hers and this is something that's pretty difficult difficult to contend with if you're the the daughter of a renowned gospel singer in 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 a thoroughly Christian community um in in, uh, in a black community within the US at that time so again you know a complex character maybe that's the reason why you could hear so much yeah. emotional charge in her singing I have to I have to consider that so yeah it certainly losing Whitney Houston in the way that we did is something that you must have a you know profound memory of yeah because I remember really that. harrowing I remember seeing those terrible graphic pictures of mm. the bathtub strewn around and mm. it was it was just really sad but prefacing that like remember when I saw her perform million dollar bill on mm. x factor I remember my parents and my it was noticeable that she wasn't right and she wasn't in a good place um the song was great mm. um but it's it's really sad and I think what's even more sad is that we lost her daughter just a few years ago yeah Bobby Christina yeah yeah Bobby Christina yeah in really similarly tragic mm. circumstances um it's it's interesting that you would mention that because people people quite clearly remember her decline, especially vocally. And she had this attempt at a comeback, um, I guess, quite late in the in the career, whereby you know, Million Dollar Bill and I Didn't Know My Own Strength have produced both brilliant songs, and her voice took on a different quality. But when in performance, it's undeniably true that she very often couldn't keep it together and I remember that there was a tour that went around Australia when I was younger and it was 
quite catastrophic in that people would go and expect to see the greatest singer of all time and unfortunately she was uh, incoherent and and vocally not where she could have been and there was so much ridicule and there was so much cruelty i think directed at her um, when she was quite clearly struggling and that's often what happens in in the realm of stardom is that they these people get celebrated as underdogs and then they get elevated to impossible heights and then they and when i say they i mean the media and the public in general find every way to tear them down when they are you know really showing that vulnerable humanity so that's certainly what we saw um with her and yeah. the, the 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 passing of Whitney Houston was an extreme and very palpable loss um didn't it coincide with the Grammys this year if I'm not mis- that year if I'm not mistaken I believe I recall it being around some kind of big event the yeah the Grammys. yeah that's yeah. really poignant and really sad and yeah. I, I regularly recall them paying tribute Jennifer I think. Hudson yeah. yes Jennifer Hudson who a, a, a worthy very, choice very fitting choice very very fitting choice and it was a, it was emotionally uh, draining time, I think, because she was just so influential. Her talent was just so incomparable. But you never really lose the legacy of that music. You never really stop hearing the echoes of her voice, no. which is a beautiful thing, a really beautiful thing. No, and something just happens I think when her music comes on I I know like it evokes something in me when I hear that kind of 90s late 80s early 90s uh, electric piano that you hear on so many of her songs like it's a real it's a chilling thing but it's a soothing soothing sound at the same time and yeah the combination of the emotion that she captures in her lyrics um with the melodies is just is just something really really special yeah yeah exactly Million Dollar Bill is a song that I would put forth as my, I guess, my quintessential reserve from Whitney Houston, I think, because it was this moment where she came out with something that was such a timeless, classic, fun song. The vocals were great. Everything was great. And she always looked so joyous when she was, you know, performing it in the music video and and so on. And I think a lot of people had a lot of hope for her in that moment. And I think it's something that I, she should really be remembered by, is that capacity. I think it was a Clive Davis produced uh, record as well. Clive, Clive Davis um, discovered her and produced her in those early years and created her, I guess, engineered her to be a certain type of star in the way that she was. Um, but Whitney Houston, I guess will always be remembered as the very best U.S. national anthem singer that we ever saw. This is her version of the Star Spangled Banner is the standard. Um, and even her her Christmas albums, uh, a Whitney Houston, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, I could always get behind. Um, and her, her other features in films, we may have touched on the um, Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something that people really cherish yeah, yeah. how in cinderella is something just just magic and then as well waiting to exhale uh preacher's wife i love the preacher's wife soundtrack i listen to it on flights mm-hmm. i don't know about you is that got angela bassett in it quite sure yeah certainly um certainly excuse me uh waiting to excel mm-hmm. but gospel music on a plane. I don't know about you, but it does it for me. It's different. It's different when I'm at 
40,000 feet. Yeah, for sure, for sure. How about you? Like, which... You mentioned this duet between herself and her mother. Mm. Do you... In your mind, do you reserve that as the track by which you'd like for her to be remembered? Oh, not the track I'd like her to be remembered by. I think that track means something to me because I like musical theatre and I like hearing how they changed a song that's quite well known. Mm. Um, and probably the mother-daughter dynamic means something to me <laughs> um, yeah. with someone who has a, a, a singer as a mother, a vocalist mother. Um what song do I, I I instantly gravitate towards things like saving all my love for you um didn't we almost have it all yeah. uh those real those ballads run to you especially there's this lyric in run to you and she's like if you like saw me then you'll see a girl who's scared who like isn't sure and that's such a like vulnerable lyric mm -hmm. like and I think that speaks to when you knowing now what we know about how she passed and things like that that lyric always strikes a chord with me so mm. perhaps i'm going to say run to you is the song that i think is is a lot of her legacy wow. yeah wow yeah exactly i mean that's that's quite incomparable because I, I i think about run to you as one of those songs that nobody else could really sing run to you no. nobody else could deliver it in that in that fashion so it's um it's almost, it's a kind of a bittersweet reflection because we, you know, at the beginning of this conversation, we had so much pace and joy and energy for all that we had to discuss about how much we, we love her music and we have so much fun listening to her music when we're out. And um, she's a camp icon, even though maybe she never intended to be one. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then there's such a, there's a tragedy to her story. A real tragedy. A real tragedy to her story. And it it, it is somewhat draining when you think about just how the brightest stars can be so violently extinguished. Yeah, I guess. I think about Amy Winehouse too, very, yeah. very similar and one that we saw very in real time. And mm. especially growing up in the UK, it was, that was a very, something we watched and, and unraveling before our very eyes. And it's one of those things you think, how many times can we as public and media learn to be better? And now, you know, the conversation around mental health has, you know, really become opened up. And yeah. I hope that that does make a positive change with um, artists and the way we treat them and the way we exonerate them and put them on pedestals. For sure, for sure. Um, but when when it came to you mentioning um, no other artist could sing like her, I was, I was struck by the fact that the elephant in the room, that um, a certain Miss Alexandra Burke actually mm. did um play the main role in the west end production of the bodyguard okay. and i believe i think she did a quite a good job too no doubt i think she did quite a good job um no she was not whitney houston but she didn't need it's, to be it's whitney houston yeah. necessarily I, I i hear what you're saying okay nobody nobody else could be her because it was a unique vocal quality that influenced singers that came after her so i think maybe what i'm saying is that i just as as a precedent that makes her quite her legacy quite untouchable. No, her, her legacy is untouchable. I absolutely agree do with that. Do you think that Alexandra Burke's voice is similar to Whitney Houston's? I wouldn't say exactly, no, but I do no. like her voice. No, she has a, her, a voice on her own, and I guess we shouldn't compare the two because she wasn't... Yes, yes, you're right, yeah. yeah. She wasn't... But neither of them were playing Whitney Houston, I guess. They're no. playing a character that Whitney Houston exactly happened to play and singing Whitney Houston yeah. songs. So, yeah. you know, both of them, let's, let's applaud them because mm. that can't, I'm sure for both of them, Whitney Houston is a treasured artist yeah. and it must have been a lot for them to both take on those roles. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt, no mm. doubt. 
Um, so as we put together this playlist, uh, this essentials playlist, we like to introduce you to things that maybe you don't know on the playlist. I've spoken emphatically about many songs during this, uh, this episode that I encourage you to go out and listen to and really like dive deep into Whitney Houston's discography because there's so much more than just the surface hits. Um, have you, can you come to a decision about which song you want to put onto this playlist? Because I've got mine. Mm. I locked oh, mine you in. Already have yours. I locked mine in. Do you want to go first? Yeah. I'm going to come in the door, check in my coat, mm. you know, see who I'm looking for, and I'm going to put down million dollar bill. Strong decision. I'm Very strong. Million dollar bill because I'm just thinking about how much I cherish that final push from Whitney Houston to put out music, to engage once again in the in the industry and do something that she's so good at. And I think people, that song is joyous. That song is timeless. I will always, always, always get up if it comes on at the club. If I hear that, you know, I'm in. Yeah. yeah, I'm in. So for me, it's got to be Million Dollar Bill. It's unconventional because I... Is it the most vocally impressive? Maybe not. Is it the most unique? Maybe not. But it just... It stands for something that I really want to celebrate. Yeah, and it's joyous. And I think that's a really nice way to remember her, actually. Yeah. And while we've spoken a lot about the emotional kind of intensity of her songs, I like that you've chosen that for that reason. Oh, but now I'm thinking about one of those days. <laughs> one of those days from the uh, commercially unsuccessful Just Whitney album, which I actually love a lot <laughs> one of those days is one of those uh kind of like middle-aged woman anthems yeah. much like million dollar bill maybe i'll keep that one to myself no just it's just one of these i like <laughs> one that one days. too it's like a self-care anthem because she talks Definitely about like that. taking off her shoes and yeah, kicking like back a glass of wine yeah. like wine mom girlfriends yeah, exactly <laughs> very that we can all resonate with that um i think i'm 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 like there are kind of two in my head so i'm definitely going for between it's not right but it's okay mm -hmm. and then run to you mm. so i'm gonna think about it and check the playlist to see which one i finally decide on right. two songs stand before me mm. but only one will make it onto the essentials two playlist songs stand before me, but i only have one place <laughs> in the playlist in my hand exactly the song that i do not yeah yeah that's a rendition of something tyra banks said about four thousand times during my childhood <laughs> <laughs> I, grew, I grew up on uh, America's Next Top Model. I'm serious. Ty Tyra Banks was my auntie. Oh, True yeah. that. So, we've given you a bittersweet reflection mm. on Whitney Houston, someone that we love, someone whose music we will, we will go to a party just to hear, like a dedicated party. Yeah, That's how committed did. we are. Um, it's always going to have its echoes in our lives and the music that we probably play to our children and their children and so on and so on um but we're really thankful to her no doubt yeah i feel a kind of funny maternal connection to her as a singer maybe because my mother linked me to yeah. to her and and um yeah it's quite a, quite a beautiful thing and we're proud to have you on our team whitney up there in heaven proudly oh sister you know mm -hmm. we are we are and i think that's a wonderful note to end on yeah also i'm exhausted <laughs> on that note we're getting we're getting real like late into the night <laughs> i've had a big birthday 
I'm feeling really Wait. loved and grateful. Aww. And um, yeah, that's good. What could be better than that? Um, well, love will save the day. Love is love is save the damn mm-hmm. day. It's saved all of my days. I'm gonna listen to that song after we uh after end the recording. Yeah, I'm gonna convert you to love is save the day mm-hmm. more thoroughly than you ever I have know. before. I will be. <laughs> well, my dear, on that yes. note, it's yes. been a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Take care. Until next time. Bye. Bye.